Welcome to Grow Fast, Grow Smart, the PI playbook by Accelerator, the podcast exclusively designed to help personal injury law firms reach their full potential and serve their clients better. Today's episode is hosted by Mickey Love, president of CJ Advertising and co-founder of Accelerator Law Firm Consultants. Hey guys, Mickey Love coming to you today with another episode of our podcast here on helping law firms to grow. And so today I'm super excited to introduce one of my longtime friends, Todd Franklin, to everyone. A lot of you out there in the legal industry already know him, but if you don't, um, you're going to really enjoy what we have to talk to you about today. So Todd, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've been doing these last few years that we haven't been catching up as much through COVID. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I appreciate it, Mickey. Thank you for having me. It's super exciting to be here. Talk a little bit about some of the things we've got going on, share that with you, share that with the audience. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, the past few years uh, with the pandemic, right, everybody's familiar with that. Um, we shifted to a work from home environment. And I know that that is a bone of contention for a lot of law firms and in feeling disconnected from the work that you do. Uh, one of the fortunate things that benefited, I think, our company, Massive, um, is that we're a real solid workflow focused uh, company. And um, we had a talent pool being in Michigan that was limited to Michigan. And then all of a sudden we had this opportunity to start pulling talent from different states. And we saw the opportunity grow beyond measure. And, uh, and so we've been really able to tap into you know, former law firm employees, former competitors employees who may no longer want to be in that situation and looking for an opportunity to still be, still be within the legal uh, world, but at the same time doing things maybe a little bit differently. And so we've really grown quite a bit over the past few years, not only in the number of employees, but number of files uh, and some of that exposure, which is kind of what led me here today to talk with you a little bit, catch up and, and talk about some of the benefits that we've been able to provide to law firms and those kinds of things. Well, I am super familiar with a lot of the products that you have um, helped create over the years. You've been involved in several groundbreaking um, personal injury type companies that have really helped law firms to be able to manage some of those leading indicators that help manage cash flow, help expedite the client settlements on the back end. But today we want I wanted to talk to you a lot about Massive. So can you tell the audience who may or may not know a little bit about Massive and what it is that you guys are doing for the PI world these days? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, so you know, I've been in the legal industry for a while and I spent a lot of time in law firms uh, seeing things going on and 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 seeing um, the interaction between employees and management and just the work itself and the amount, the sheer amount of work and the workload that law firms have to handle. And um, some of that translated into frustrations that I would see. And the frustrations that I re happen to recognize were those with documentation, with uh, the timing of certain things that if you don't time it properly, it could lead to an extended um, mm -hmm. circumstance that Tell you may that. not welcome right time on desk yep. there you go and um and seeing this happen what i also noticed is, is that there wasn't a ton of work being done to try to rectify it it was a lot of let's hire if people turn over we'll bring in more we'll plug and play uh and there there at the times when i was looking at it there wasn't a real concerted effort to try to improve because i don't know that folks maybe knew of a way to improve right and so a lot of 
the law is, you know, I'll take care of this. It, we're almost on an island to a degree, and I'll handle it ourselves. And we've always always done it this way, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's done correctly or most efficiently. And so, being in law firms, firsthand knowledge, recognizing those things. Um, my recognition came through understanding the amount of time that it takes for law firms to deal with subrogation, right? Lean uh, claims management. And uh, law firms have not historically uh, had a resource. And so what we had decided to do was to give a lifeline to law firms, to give the opportunity for them to become more efficient and for them to focus their attention on revenue generating work, you know, as opposed to work that generates no revenue uh, and maybe more frustrations. Uh, and so uh, from there, um, we've been able to exempt, going back to what I said about our expansion over the past few years, is that when you have a great product and things are going well, you also want to have experts in place who know exactly what they're doing, inside and out, backwards and forwards, up and down. And having those types of things now at our disposal with the software that we've developed, um, we're a, a really uh, great resource for law firms, uh, whether you use us or you, when I say you, it's a proverbial you, yeah. but whether the law firm uses us or does not, we're an unbelievable resource from the information that we can provide in helping law firms navigate uh, the world of subrogation, which has become uh, really overbearing uh, and uh, time consuming to a point of uh, what are we doing here and how can we do this in a better way? And so that's kind of what that's led me to is these opportunities um, of not only creating um, a better way for law firms to be able to handle, but simultaneously creating a way for plaintiffs to get more of their settlement faster. Right. Yes. Which and so that's kind of what clients, we're... right? Which then makes uh, great referrals, which then helps the business grow. So I agree with you. One... Subrogation is one of those pieces that can really bog the operations of the law firm down. And if nobody's being proactive in that regard, can really stifle cash flow on the backside, as well as your clients um, getting their money as well. So I love what you guys are trying to do to help law firms. I have some questions for you that I was yeah. thinking of when I knew we were leading into this conversation because, um, you know, I get to, I get the opportunity to visit with a lot of law firms around the country. And one of the things that we are always asked to do is like, how do we uh, project our cash flow, right? So projecting cash flow is a huge thing. And one of those pieces that we have to look at is the time on desk. Like how long does it take for you to move a case through your pipeline? And so we like to monitor our, our time on desk in different intervals. And often where I see a lot of firms struggling is from the time the case settles until they can actually release those funds to the client. And nine times out of 10, it comes down to these subrogation issues that have not been worked out on the front end or the firm has no process whatsoever for handling liens and subrogations to expedite that um, piece of the puzzle. What do you see when you go into firms? Do you find that there's often not a process and do you help firms kind of develop a process by which they can use your company to help them be more organized when it comes time to for that final settlement? Tell me how that works a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a great question. And so the reason why it's a great question is, is that law firms spend hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to get clients in the door, right? And potentially they lose that much or more in the value of goodwill at the end of the case with lack of client uh, 
happiness, you know, lack of a better term. But at the end of the day, all bets are off and the erosion of those dollars really accentuates the loss. And so what we've helped try to do law firms is, is, is ensure, really ensure the investment that they make on that front side so that they move things quicker on the back end. Most law firms that we'll come in and start talking with, I'll ask the question, how long the question you said, how long is a case sitting on your desk after settlement to the day you can distribute it? On average, what is that? A lot of law firms have no real clue. It's a guess typically. Most law firms that we, we work with run in the 90 to 120 day range. That is a long time. There's a lot of phone calls. There's a lot of negativity that potentially happens. There's a lot of internal combustion that happens at law firms with um, you know, focused management that's saying, get it out, get it out, get it out. But at the same time, maybe haven't supplied or offered the best program available for that employee to work a program to get that out much quicker. And so those are conversations that we could uncover through uh, talking with law firms and asking the right questions. Not how much do you spend to get the client in, but what do you do to get the client out, right? Quickly, efficiently, happily, ready to give you a, um, a referral. And so those are the types of things that when we go to a law firm, they start asking questions and trying to get them to time after settlement, right? And there's so much time and effort put into till the case settles. And then it's just a mad scramble to get it out, right? And it's not, it, subrogation isn't just one place that you call. Subrogation is Medicare, Medicaid, private insurers, ERISA claims, VA, TRICARE, short-term disability, long-term disability, because they settled the file, there's a there's a there's a right to be reimbursed, but it's outside the scope. So it's not within the court confines of a lovely court docket where you've got your dates and your schedules and you've got times and you could push it if you need to and everybody agrees. Now you're working outside of a court docket and you're working with different places who have different needs, different personalities, and now all of a sudden you're trying to fit this round peg that fits so nicely till settlement after settlement it turns into a square hole and now you're trying to do things that are outside uh, what would be a, a, a normally accepted time frame and that leads to extended time frames and so what we also talk with law firms about is preparing starting early and it's 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 uh there's not an ounce of wasted time in starting communications the day you get the file and when i mean the day you get the file 30 days, there's a period of time where law firms talk and they get a sense of, you know, we would file a lawsuit if we needed to on behalf of this client. There's a time when you know you're going to turn that into a real settleable case. Right. And so that's when you should start putting us on notice or yourself or your whomever it is that you're working with to make sure that you, if you're ready to settle a final and you get a great offer in pre-suit, right, you're going to settle it pre-suit. It costs less. You move it quicker, the client's happy, but if you're not ready to settle it, you're going to run into the same 90, 120-day issue after settlement pre-suit. So we talk with a lot of firms that talk about, well, we'll open up the liens in litigation. Okay, why wait that long? And so there's conversations that we have, things that we've seen that are proven that are able to shrink that window. The issue that law firms run into is it costs a fortune to do it. It costs an absolute fortune to do it to train people, the turnover, and all of that that goes with it. And so I believe that doing it themselves inside of a law firm is a sag on culture. I don't believe that it's a good way to help pick up and bolster what I call a culture for profitability. And I like to talk about how it is that we can build a positive culture 
that leads to profitability. And just because a law firm might settle their case for $50,000 instead of $25,000, which is great to get more, but settling cases for more does not mean that you're more profitable. It just means you settled the case for more. And so there's something that goes along with the idea of what can we do to build a more valuable case, but at the same time, not erode that value by doing things kind of helter-skelter and, 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 and yeah. as an afterthought. You know, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm, as I mentioned, you know, I'm super blessed to get to be in these firms and to meet a lot of really awesome paralegals and case managers and attorneys. And, you know, one of the things that just absolutely bogs them down is calling on liens, lien negotiation, subrogation issues. Um, and they don't enjoy that. It's not where their expertise is. You know, their expertise is building up these cases and really working for the client. So when it gets to that end part, where it's really some a different skill set, right? Like you've got to move and shift into this new skill set of how do we argue down these liens? You know, some case managers or paralegals have gotten really good at that, but there are a whole slew of those individuals who it just takes away from the things that they truly enjoy doing and that they're really, really good at doing, which is building up the value of the cases and helping the attorneys keep those clients happy and move them through you know, to the resolution of their case. So I totally agree. Like finding a way to offload some of these pieces of the puzzle where you can find true experts, which you were just mentioning, uh, COVID helped you do, right? Like helped you find a whole new group, which I think the law firms would agree. Like we've been able to find paralegals all across the country now that can work remotely and do things for firms, which has helped us step up our game. But I believe just like they need a lawyer who's got a lot of skill and talent in the section of law where they've been injured. They also need on the backside, you know, these companies like Massive and others that are really talented in the resolution pieces of the cases to help keep those things moving forward. So I couldn't agree more. The case managers don't like it, which then leads to a bad culture, which then leads to them saying they're overworked, which then leads to the firms having to hire more people. It's just a big snowball, right? So it leads back to what you said. More settlement doesn't necessarily mean more profit. One of the things I talk to law firms, I'm beginning to talk to law firms a little bit about is, is, is looking at the work that you actually have and what work that we do is profitable and what work that we do is not profitable and will never be profitable and set buckets of those, right? What's mm-hmm. profitable, right? Writing a demand, that's profitable time, that's profitable work. Talking with the client, the plaintiff, that's very profitable, right? Talking with them, carrying them along. There's a multitude of other things that a law firm can do, um, responding to who knows what, right? Then you make a bucket of things that are not valuable, that are that are, that are are costly to the firm, that the firm shouldn't spend their time necessarily doing, right? One of them might be, and this is an easy example, but court reporting, right? They outsource court reporting. You don't have a court reporter inside the firm. You call them, they show up, they do their expert work. A lot of firms have turned to outsourcing medical record retrieval. Firms were doing it. I talk with firms that spend more time than they can imagine on trying to pull in records, yet they can go to a company, outsource that, and it becomes more functional, more efficient for them to then grab that record and move forward. It works the same way with, with lien resolution, subrogation. It's whether you can do it or not is not what we're talking about. You might be able to do it, but doing it profitably is a different story. And so if I have a file or a case manager who's my best person in the office working on something that makes me not a dollar, 
why would I necessarily do that? And at the same time, if they enjoy that, that's great. But then it still goes back to the point of the financial decision from a profitability standpoint is what can this person be doing? And then once you have your value buckets full, you can then start hiring people to those value buckets, right? So now you've got people who are empathetic people who are organized, who want to work with these plaintiffs and talk with them and help them through these difficult times, not working on subrogation that doesn't make them any money. And then they're frustrated at the end because it's taking longer because they weren't taught the right timing and the timing isn't there. Or does the law firm actually properly negotiate the liens down to the fullest amount that they possibly can? Or did they just do well enough because we're at 85 days and we got to get the money out versus the starting early and doing the types of things that allow the firm to lift itself up, right? And protect the law firm um, from themselves almost to, to a point of wanting to um, overwork the file. Really, you know, and, and, and that is something that, that we talk a lot about with, with law firms and trying to point out how can you do things differently, bringing ideas, these value bucket ideas of things that don't make you money versus do make you money. And why are we spending lean claims management takes 20 percent of a law firm's time, 20 percent, six to eight hours every single week of every single employee who touches a case after settlement. The firm makes not a dollar on. Yet, it's difficult to get them to outsource that because they do it themselves. You get pushed back. Well, we don't want to charge a fee to the client when, in fact, that our fee is, let's say, $295 as a minimum. That might be in the best interest of the law firm to pay that minimum fee to not have to deal with that. It could make them more profitable. It's just right. that small cost. And those are the types of things that we talk with law firms about and are able to answer questions that law firms pose to us um, with regard to the value statement of what we bring. And then you reflect back on, you know, our average firm has every lien closed with regard to subrogation unless there's a dispute or a waiver or something going on that is going to elongate it within 32 days. Oh, my gosh. 32. Yeah. 32 days. So what's that cost? Right. Two months of float on a bank line, two months of cost with a client calling, frustrated, wanting to get my money. Where is it? Right. Mm -hmm. And so. If we can shrink that by 60 days, 90 days in some circumstances, putting more money in the client's pocket, what is that going to lead to? Yeah. Nothing but positive. And so it's not perfect. You have to work together. It's a two-way street. It's not plug and play. The law firm has to interact with us. We interact with the law firm. But it takes 20% of their time to do it on their own and not a dollar of revenue. So where do you make that up? you're still not profitable, you can try to settle your cases for more money, but it doesn't mean that you're more profitable. It just means you have more revenue. Yeah. And so go ahead. No, I was just thinking about, um, I believe massive, you guys have a fee protection guarantee. Is that correct? We do. Yeah. I came up with that. I love it. I love it. Thank well, you. you know, at CJ, we're huge fans of the no fee guarantees. So. Well, so that's where I came up with it. <laughs> I swear, I was like, I'm sitting around going, geez, you know, I want to talk to attorneys. How can I talk to attorneys with something that's going to make them feel like something that's familiar? So I came up with a fee protection guarantee. I, like I trademarked it. it. I actually got it. And so I'm pretty proud of that. And so what we're able to tell law firms is, is that when you work with us, if you work with us, you're never going to have to pay for the mistakes that your employees make, right? It, meaning that 
oh, we distributed on a not final final lien, and now the bill is $3,200 because we were rushing through it. The client was calling. Who do we call at that point? You don't call the client. You, you cut the check yourself, the law firm. And that's $3,200 out the door. It could be $500 out the door. It could be $35,000 out the door. I've mm -hmm. seen it before where law firms have called us saying, can you do anything to get this down? And we'll work for them to get that down. But instead of them having to have that in their back of their mind wondering, you know, are these all being done correctly? I decided to come up with a fee protection guarantee within that. If you're working with our company and you do not circumvent the work that we do and work with us, if there's a mistake made, I'll pay it. The law firm will never have to pay a mistake made again if we make that mistake by pushing them bad information, giving them a bad date, telling them that they should distribute when they couldn't distribute, nice. all those types of things. So now, and there's no cost in that, right? So now what I've just given to a law firm is a free insurance policy against that loss. And so we don't make those errors. We stand between that error, the law firm and the plaintiff to make sure by starting early, you don't have to make those kinds of decisions. You don't have to take those risks. And at the same time, it's free insurance against any kind of loss that the law firm could potentially end up having to endure. So that's our, our fee protection guarantee. Well, I like it. I love and that's in our that's in our agreement too. So it's actually in writing. We put it in our engagement agreement proposals with the law firms that we work with or choose to work with us. I know we just have a few minutes left, Todd. So I wanted to just ask you, like, is there anything that we haven't told the law firms today that they really should consider if they're thinking about how to manage some of this backend cash flow for profitable, as you said, into our money making buckets versus our non money making buckets? Like what anything that you want to leave them with today that they should consider? So a couple things. One is law firm workload is insane yeah. and there is a better way. Um, and we've helped law firms construct a better way. Um, whether it's through just conversation and them going on their own and moving forward with some of the thought processes that we come up with together. Um, but I also would encourage folks to think to themselves, why wouldn't I at least reach out and see if it's feasible for this to, to work itself out uh, and, and look at it in a real serious way um, in helping improve uh, culture within the law firm, which is a big topic for law firms, mm -hmm. uh, and improve profitability. Um, there is a way to shrink that window between settlement and disbursement. I don't care how efficient the law firm is. They could be at 45 days. They could be at 32 days. But there's a significant cost for a law firm to be at that number. And is it worth the training, the understanding, the turnover, the, the lack of profit, or where you have to make it up if you're spending four hundred or $200,000 a year on something that you receive not a dollar back? Right. And so... What I would say to a law firm is, is that if you're struggling with that, um, that period of time and trying to grasp how to um, shrink that window, start early, um, do those types of things, um, put folks on notice early, pre-suit, even if it moves into litigation. Um, that, that's really the biggest thing. The, the other piece is, is that you know, dealing with Medicare is um, or or any subrogating company that you'd be talking with um, is outside an everyday scope. So um, knowing that, that that we have special contacts right at Medicare, knowing the the the, the interplay 
between the contractors that collect for Medicare, between the BCRC and the CRC and who does what with who and why, erroneous files being opened up, bad dates of loss that aren't jiving, things that the law firm can do to try to avoid those things. I have tips, tricks, and things that I can recommend and would be happy to recommend um, as part of uh, what they can do to combat um, that, that lag. Uh, and and there, there's so much that goes really into it. We have an online transparent portal um, that allows you to have access to your files and, and those types of things. So this is not a plug, play, forget about it. Um, mm -hmm. This is a really interactive platform that allows folks to see things in front of them. Um, get it out of the forest so you can see it a little bit better because when you're in the forest with it, it's, it's, it's very difficult to dissect and see what it is. Um, it is just do work, do work, do work. And so... Um, hopefully, we'll give folks an opportunity to think a little bit uh, about the circumstances that they have, repurposing some of their best folks toward revenue-generating work, toward generating referrals, building relationships with your customers beyond just talking with them um, during the life cycle of their case. Um, those are the types of things that I like to talk to law firms or at least let them know that they're out there um, and that they're welcome to call anytime. Uh, you know, I look forward to supporting this accelerator. Uh, I think it's a great idea. I'm proud to be a part mm -hmm. of it. I actually look forward to seeing folks in Vegas in the, yeah. in the coming months. I know there's a conference that's going to be out there. And so uh, in the meantime, you know, anybody can visit our website. It's really a wealth of information. It's www.gomassive.com. Um, it talks about our fee protection guarantee. And we're also interactive and in things along those lines with helping people with subrogation questions with a map that we have of subrogation in every state in the country. So there's a, there's a lot of resources people can go and use at our website or just call me anytime. You know, um, as we're sitting here talking, Todd, I had another thought that sometimes firms will mention to me when I mention, you know, subrogation companies and, you know, massive and how they can utilize you guys for help. Um, they often say, well, is my settlement amount too small or is my, my lien or subrogation number too small? Do you guys have a threshold of where you find that it's beneficial for firms to utilize you in certain cases? Or is it really you can provide a service to anyone or any size case um, if there's a lien involved or a subrogation involved? Thank you. It's a good question because not every case settles for $100,000. Right. Uh, and so um, the opportunity with us lies when I go to talk with a law firm, I really say that they should submit every file through us. Um, you could have a $5,000 case with a $50,000 lien, right? Yeah. We cap our fee though. So if you've got a $5,000 case with a $50,000 lien, our maximum fee, no matter what we do is $400, right? There's oh, a cap gosh. that we put in place, but we can damn sure, we could for sure, <laughs> we can for sure negotiate that $50,000 lien down to $1,000. Right? I love that you're passionate about what you do. <laughs> I can't help it. I, can't I love it. So but, but those are the things that we do, right? That that gives us incentive to want to make sure that we're helping and advocating for that plaintiff. We don't yeah. charge fees to make fees. We charge fees because we run a business. And at the end of the day, we are certain that we reduce liens 94% of the time beyond any statutory reductions. And what that means is that when we reduce a lien by a dollar, we're paying for our service. So 94% of the time, every plaintiff that has our service, it's free because they put more money in their pocket than what's out there and what the cost was by far. And so 
when a law firm says, well, I don't want to charge a fee or something along those lines, or the case is too small, really when you dissect it and you look at it uh, and the benefits that, that, are, that come from that conversation, it becomes, it, it, well, in my mind, it becomes a no-brainer. But I, but I also understand that there are other dynamics that are going on in a law firm, um, and it takes time to, to vet this, to flesh this out and see, is it right for us? Um, and then once firms start with us, it's very rare that they stop. Um, mm -hmm. They see the benefits of it. Um, and we do training with law firms. So we help make sure that their staff is trained on how to submit a file and how to get an update. And other than that, they don't have to call Medicare. They don't have to call Virginia Medicaid, who is slow and doesn't respond and those types of things, because that's not what makes them a better law firm for their plaintiff. What makes them a better law firm for their plaintiff is calling them more, showing them that empathy and getting it out of the door and getting them to their settlement so they can move on with their life. I love that. You know, so many times um, consultants or just the law firms in general can get so wrapped up in the profitability pieces that the client becomes the afterthought. The client of the firm becomes the afterthought. And I love that you just put out there that you're helping the firms become a better advocate for their clients. Cause to me, that's why we do what we do, right? That's why the lawyers got into this business. That's why the paralegals enjoy what they do. So anytime you can elevate that client's um, life in any way or their experience with that law firm, I think it just, it just revolutionizes the personal injury plaintiff practice and kind of takes some of that stigma that could surround the practice itself out because we really do, of all the professions out there in the legal industry, the plaintiff world really does work hard to be passionate and compassionate for our uh, injured clients. And I love that you as a vendor get that and you see it and understand it. So That's why we're here. I love it. I love it Thank so you. much. Thank Todd, you. it's been so wonderful talking to you today. And before I let you go, here yeah. at the Accelerator, we always like to talk about growth fast and grow smart. And we believe that growing smart encompasses reading books. So I wanted to catch up with you and just see if you had any books that you've read lately that you think our listeners should uh, read, or if one you've just recently catch back up on that you think they should check out. I actually do have a, and it kind of goes within what we've been talking about today. Uh, and you may have heard of it. You may not. It's a, it's not a thick book, but it's a good book. It's called who not how. Um, and if you're not familiar with it, uh, I would recommend it. It's an easy read, but it is a real telling read. Um, and it is a way you can conduct your business life, uh, your general life. Um, and I think that who not how can help bridge gaps. Um, you're not expert in everything. And recognizing that allows you to seek the help and the advice of somebody who wants to help you flourish as well, too. And so talking about subrogation, talking about law firms, looking at other opportunities, I think who not how um, is, 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 is a quintessential perfect book for the conversation that we're having today is who it is that can help me do the things that we're trying to accomplish and allow me to do what I do great um, without interference. And so who not how. Wonderful. Love it, Todd. And we yep. look forward to seeing you in Vegas in September. It's going to be a great show. We've Go got to, I call it a show, but it's really a workshop. Like it's three intensive days of taking clients, uh, law firms from you know, all the leading indicators through the lagging indicators to help their firms become profitable through finding solutions for these everyday tasks, such as 
subrogation and lien resolution that can just bog them down. So well, I hope I opened your eyes a little bit too to some of the work that we do as you go through those indicators and see that we're sponsoring the photo booth. So I look forward to taking pictures with everybody there Yay. in Las Vegas because it's, you know, it's a happy picture taking time. So oh, um, photo booths are always fun with this cruise. So we're looking yeah, forward definitely. to it. That's all for today's episode of Grow Fast, Grow Smart, the PI playbook by Accelerate. Be sure to subscribe for more tips and tricks on growing your law firm the smart way.